Hello and welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman and we are all back. We have a very exciting show for you this week. Uh, we're bringing back some old regulars back on the show again after an elevated hiatus. And those people are Jimmy, as always. Hey, it's me. And our old friend Jordan. Hello. And our old friend Satchel. Hey, everyone. The gang's all here, mm-hmm. just like good good old times. So so how <laughs> has, has everyone's week been? It's been um quite a few weeks actually. So so we have we have some ground to cover. Extended catch up with the rest of you. Mm-hmm. It's just been one week for me, so I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I've been playing Lethal League. Oh, you got your your hands on it. Um, I did. So is it out, uh, or did they just like slip it to you underneath your sleeve? It's it's out in almost exactly two weeks from now. It's out on the twenty seventh wow, so of August. You the slip. Yeah, so we got an early copy, but the guys at Reptile Games, or Team Reptile, I don't know which they actually go by, um, they were nice enough to just not have an information embargo on the game. Like, in their, in, <laughs> so when they sent us anything. the game. Pretty much, when they sent us the game, they literally, like, in the email, it was like one thing, like, all right, don't spoil this thing. Have fun with the rest, though. And so I've <laughs> just been, like, able to talk about it and, like, just, uh, it's great. It's so much fun. Damn. Like, I just want to play it all the time because it's on the, the PC right behind me. So, like, <laughs> I'm working on this Mac, and then I turn around, and there's a computer with Lethal League just, like, chilling right behind me. So does it still <laughs> hold up at home outside of the uh, electrifying con environment? Yeah, definitely. It's, like, it's been me and Alex playing it, and just two-player has been so much fun. And, uh, like, we we got like the whole momentum mechanic we got it up to 250,000 one time and that was just like we were just like screaming we were just actually screaming <laughs> it was super fun and then like I, I guess there's like a lot of hidden mechanics that they didn't tell anybody about just like subtle things like all the characters have different movement mechanics which I didn't know like some people have double jump some people have a wall jump uh, the skateboarder guy Switch he's my character he like can ride up walls on his skateboard and like just like it, I don't know, it's neat. There's, like, all these, like, little tiny subtle things that we just, like, are figuring out by playing. And so that's been a blast, and I can't wait for that to come out everywhere because it's going to be online play with GGPO, and so it's going to be, like, the best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> and it's just going to be the best. That's it. Um, speaking of local PC multiplayers, I really got into Dive Kick last weekend. Oh I, I hung out with okay. my friend Matt. Dive yeah. Kick. <laughs> we, we really Matt got visual? into it. Yes, Matt Visual. How, oh, what a how, wonderful my fellow. My favorite Matt. I know, I love that guy. <laughs> I played dive kick with him, except for like a good 30 minutes. I mean, like that game, it, it very briefly brought out the worst in us. Words were said. <laughs> it is um, such an infuriating game. Our lances were exchanged. Oh, boy. And, and we might end up making a show out of it because it was, it was so much fun. But yeah. yeah, I feel really bad now about um about the review I did of it last year when it came out because <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure I made a disclaimer in the review that I wasn't necessarily like the right kind of person to um to to be doing it because um uh-huh. I had a hard time seeing the appeal because I wasn't like super into fighting games or mm-hmm. professional FGC stuff back then and I'm still like mm-hmm. not but I'm at least more familiar with it. But right. I think the real thing that made the difference is actually playing it with someone on on an equal skill level with me. Because uh-huh. I had um I, I ran it through two friends last year when I did the review, and both of those people hadn't ever like really gotten into fighting games at all. Like one person was actually an avid video gamer, but not a fighting video gamer. The other person just wasn't uh, a video game person in general. Uh-huh. So so mm-hmm. I didn't really get it, but I think now like I'm coming at it from a much more appropriate angle where I ended up appreciating it a lot more and having an absolute blast. Mm. That's pretty cool. It yeah, is... I think Ooh, sorry. I think my my initial experience of the game was pretty marred because I just opened it like I bought it when everybody was like buy it, we're all going to play it together and then I bought it and then everybody like left and so i just was like sitting here with my new dive kick and i was like i guess i could just play it by with myself my new dive kick. <laughs> and, and i played it by myself in the arcade mode which is a stupid idea i know i don't like the game because i didn't like the arcade mode and that's not a good way to judge a fighting game because the arcade mode is always complete bullshit and it cheats yeah. and it's not fun and so i i don't actually not like the game but i actually but i don't like the game well, I, just, I, I don't I, regularly like fighting games but dive kick is just hilarious 
I, I could I could see the appeal <laughs> yeah. to someone who doesn't like like now that I got into Street Fighter, like I don't want to play Dive Kick, but I could just play Street Fighter. But like I can see the reasoning but it's behind got, wanting it's got to play tension. Dive Kick <laughs> is the Rainbow Six of fighting games. Oh boy, because <laughs> because it's like one hit KOs every time, yeah. and the whole yeah. game is like managing your height and angle of your of yourself and your opponent both at the same time, and um being fully aware of your character's limitations more so than their movements and managing to counterbalance them and all. Like we figured out matchups. Like I figured uh-huh. out how to counter his um. His Dr. Scholl's directional air change span with Redacta's <laughs> crouch counter. And and there was one match where I, like, hovered in the air with, with Dr. Scholl's Magneto thing to cancel my <laughs> movement above the finish line that you have to stay on when the counter ticks down. It, it got really interesting. <laughs> it is cool. It literally strips so many things away you can't think, but it, but it, you can't think yeah. about anything but the metagame. Like, what's he going to do? There's just enough stuff there that you're focusing on what your opponent's doing and how you can counter it, and it's really yeah. cool. But but it's like, I, I get it now. Like, so many concepts of more complicated fighting games are still there. They're just kind of like, um... They're like not even deconstructed. They're just streamlined. And it's yeah. like not the bad word streamline. They're just, yeah. um... Literally, the amount of inputs have decreased, but the amount of outputs is, uh... Is still comparable. Like, not the mm-hmm. same, but it's still comparable. Yeah, 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 I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what have you been up to? Um, I've been playing LSD Dream Emulator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy, that's, that's I remember that game. Oh, my God, it has aged really badly. <laughs> like, it gets on my nerves so much. Oh, man. Like, the walk cycle is just like... <laughs> and so, like, it just gives you a headache. And that's but really important because the walk cycle is is the, the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's all you do. You just yeah. walk around. <laughs> that that was like the original, um, the original like artsy walking sim game. <laughs> well, yeah. Are, and... you, are you trying to say Gone Home without saying Gone Home? <laughs> well, no, because there's also Dear Esther and Proteus, but, oh, but okay. yeah, see, it's just like a little mini genre. But well, but, LSD, but LSD came out did like it forever it cool. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, like. I'm like a huge fan of Yumaniki now. Like Yumaniki is probably one of my favorite games ever. Mm. And when I first played that, I'm like, her walk cycle is driving me nuts. It is so <laughs> annoying and boring, and the noise and like. So I'm just trying to give it the benefit of a doubt. Like it's aged. It's old. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have to appreciate it. <laughs> so well, what all is there to get in to? Um, well, I guess how many different. How much content is there to digest? Because I remember I played it for about three hours last year, but never oh, really? really felt the need to pick it up again after that. No, there's, it just there's really not got, that uh... much. Like, huh, well, one yeah. of my commenters was like, it's more open-ended than Yume Nikki, you'd love it. And I feel like <laughs> Yume Nikki's way bigger, actually. Um, I haven't found, like, every little thing, but I feel like I've seen just about everything, like, multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like there's a time limit, so you wake up from your dream like a real dream, and you can never tell when it's gonna end, and that gives oh. it replay value. But you always come back to the same world, basically. Like it doesn't change that much. Hmm. So it gets it can get old pretty fast once you've seen everything. <clears throat> wah wah. Central, <laughs> what have what have you been up to? Um, I have been playing a lot of. Kirby Triple Deluxe on the 3DS. Oh, God. I love Kirby. It is beautiful. <laughs> so much fun. It brought back... I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, man, it's been a while since I've just felt this childlike wonder in a kind of way. <laughs> um, so like, I've definitely tried to, like, chase it. Like, there are certain titles the trails get me very excited, and then when I sit down with it, let it be... Maybe it's the gameplay, or maybe it's just the weight of the fact that I'm a, an adult now. I never exactly achieve that nostalgic nirvana I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not to say that it's ultimate at all, but, um, Kirby... Yeah, Kirby Triple Deluxe was... There's just a lot of good things to say about it. Uh, platforming wise, I love the fact that what it does, what it does that's really cool is um, like with any traditional platform, you're thinking about above and below. And um, I guess partially playing into, you know, the, the, the 3D aspect of the 3DS, um, you also have to worry about what's kind of in the background and in front of you. Because oh, um, yeah. you're constantly traversing between like those planes. And even when like you're at that sort of trite volcano level oh. where like lava's falling from the sky uh, uh-huh. you you have those situations where like 
three like fiery like molten boulders will fall and sort of based on like your own depth perception you have to decide whether the one that's falling is in your plane or not so like ah. even dodging things is like really cool they take really good advantage of it like middle to late later on in the game so that you can kind of get a gist of it i really enjoyed that um and alongside that i've been playing uh, skyward sword for the first time um, yeah, yeah, I've been, been watching I've been, you a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, I've been I've been streaming that and playing through that, and that's been a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying that, and just sort of like on the side, formulating a lot of um, a lot of different thoughts. I, I had some really interesting. Well, more like it, less like dialogue, more like monologue with with other people that I really respect, who like mm -hmm. look at games in a critical way. Like they had a lot of different things to say about the game and i know that it's subject to a lot of controversy for not holding to like the spirit of zelda or they tried a lot of new things that maybe weren't as successful so i've just been trying to play through it and set those aside and so that i can kind of join the conversation and so it's, it's, it's been a weird a, game been... is this your first time through <clears throat> yeah 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 it's my first time okay um, I just want to say, when you were talking about Kirby Triple Deluxe just then, I feel like I had an epiphany when I realized that the <laughs> name was a pun. It's, How so? It's, it's a Kirby pun. 3D. Yeah, it has 3D effects. If, if oh. you got to pay attention to your net, so we got Triple <laughs> Deluxe. <laughs> you know, Triple for 3, Deluxe for D. That makes me happy. Yeah. I never noticed that. <laughs> Everything about Kirby makes me happy. Like, I, I went on I like game drop distance. I went on this little tweet rampage the other week about this. How like <laughs> Kirby is like it's like Nintendo's just like, I don't know, let's fucking do something. Let's do this weird ass game. And then they just like slap a Kirby skin on it just to like keep it within the Nintendo family. But like it just like like there are so many Kirby games that are just like, oh, Here's a completely different thing now. Like air ride, block ball, tilt and tumble. <laughs> the yarn one. The yarn one. Like <laughs> right, there's so yeah. many. They're just like, here's a completely new concept that we haven't thought of before. I don't know. We'll try it out. And then like they don't come back to it ever again. It's just like the one-off Kirby game. And I love that there's so many like, like freaking, what was the one on Super Nintendo Dream Course? Where it's like golf with oh, Kirby. Oh, I love that game. That game is so good. I bought it on golf. the Wii U eShop. That's like one of the best golf games. Well, from what I it's hear, and I don't so know good. if the source is verified, time and time again, Nintendo will have these projects that like different or newer or younger people work on uh -huh. uh, that have their own original IPs, uh -huh. and they keep uh, they keep moving forward with the idea that they're going to push for a new IP, and then it gets in a, a clinch, and they put a familiar IP with it so that it'll right. do all right. But I mean, really? like the thing is though is no like normally that would be like a bad thing i guess but i think kirby is kind of just the fits everything kind of ip to where like like his whole thing is that he's like a like a nondescript pink blob that takes on the form of the thing that he wants to right he is right. Until, like and adaptable <laughs> like him as an ip is actually the same as him as a character and he just like takes on like i want to be a car kirby racer is now. ditto oh, right. did, you, did you guys ever play the one tetris one that was like Kirby's Avalanche. And it, yeah. That yeah. game, oh, okay. that is the it's best great. Tetris I guess it's kind of like Yoshi's Cookie, right? It is it's hard. It, it is so much harder than like Tetris Attack or anything. It's oh, challenging. so good. Kirby I like games it so are much never. more hard though. Well, that's the thing though, is like a it's lot of true. people say that and like the main game of Kirby games aren't hard usually, but like Superstar do the freaking the arena that you unlock when you beat all the games in Superstar and you just have to do like an 18 boss back-to-back -back battle and you have like three full heals or something like it's crazy it's it's so i don't know i don't know if I, I, I could gush I, over kirby all day i, I want to play triple deluxe now though. i don't know if, if i got if, to that one though but me and a friend played through superstar last uh year and had the time of our lives and yeah. um I, I was reading a thing about actually jonathan holmes thing on destructoid about tripping and smash about how um <laughs> like sakurai's whole game designs tend to uh, embrace a whole lot of player freedom, which you mm. can see going as far back in Kirby, where you had situations where you could like fly over the entire level, and just oh, yeah. go. And <laughs> I think that ends up resulting in a game that may or may not be too easy, but that kind of ne doesn't necessarily matter when it ends up being more about experimentation and having fun with the stuff below you're flying, which kind of yeah. ends up getting amplified. And when you play it multiplayer, like they, the usual mainline games have some kind of cooperative mode, and if you guys have ever played that. It is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it's it is. Fun. Anyway, we, I mean, we could, I could gush about Kirby all day. I don't know, but if I could ever, if I could ever teach myself like Unity, like just enough, 
all I want to do <laughs> is create, or someone else should do it, who, who, who would actually have, like, I guess the pull to, like, get on Steam, like, uh -huh. just... A simple, just a, an online multiplayer minigame of the samurai game, you know, for oh, the SNES. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. With, lead, with leaderboards. I could do that the, all day. But I guess let, people would complain about latency, right? For the internet. Right, yeah. yeah I guess it wouldn't work. I guess it's better that, as a couch co op, but. Dude, I would sit there. I would sit there for ages just listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> when you asked Satch, like, what have you been playing, Satch? I did not expect Satch to just be like. I've been playing Kirby. Kirby. Triple Deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> of all things. I was expecting like, oh, you know, I've been playing Metrico. I've yeah. been playing Oh yeah, I've been playing that. That was great. Oh, okay. Well then I was right. <laughs> I've been playing Mason C, this art game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess uh is if there's is there anything else cool going on before we should get into the news? Because we have a lot of news ahead of us. I think we just jump right in. Yeah, uh, let's, let's jump right in. This week's theme is Gamescom for once. Remember last year's Gamescom? Anyone? Nope. 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 Me neither. <laughs> but it'll be hard to forget this year's one because, like, some actual big, super heavy hitter reveals were made at the show this time. Which, yeah. which the first one, like, blows my mind. Okay, so a PS4 horror demo called PT was was revealed during the the Sony press conference, and it uh kind of presented itself as a high fidelity but still very derivative um modern horror experience, like first mm -hmm. person walking through a house at slow speeds, solving mysteries. And <laughs> it turns out it had a very complicated metagame of secrets, combinations, and uh, little little findable tips and tricks that people were sharing with one another that ended up leading up to a grand reveal at the end of the night, mm -hmm. which uh, faded out of the game and into teaser text for Silent Hills. Directed hills? hills, yeah. It has that like weird Japanese pluralization mess up that they did Aliens. with um, Ground Zeroes yeah. and Demons Souls. <laughs> Aliens <laughs> makes more sense than Silent Hills. Aliens <laughs> makes way more sense than Silent Hills and Demon Souls. I still don't understand what Demon Souls like. I, I can't Demons my mind. Souls. It's, I, it's like <laughs> when I whenever I hear one of these like random pluralizations, like Silent Hills, makes me think of like two identical yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> villages just next to each other. Like, right. just two hills, and they yeah. don't want to say anything to each other. Um, <laughs> it's directed by Hideo Kojima, which makes me super-duper giddy. And mm. also his his movie-making buddy, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that like also... Like that you didn't even try. Guillermo. <laughs> uh, but that also makes me kind of happy, because Guillermo del Toro, he knows what a Hideo Kojima is. Like, they've been buddies for, for a long while, It's right. and they both make right. good stuff. It's It, it was kind of weird hearing about that because i'm a big fan of guillermo um i love mm -hmm. pan's labyrinth it's probably my favorite and movie pan's of labyrinth all time. is really silent hillish yeah. yeah exactly but oh at God. the same time his name has never like guaranteed quality necessarily so i don't know how to feel about it um but i'm I, i'm a big fan of him so i'm pretty excited but if if like some of that sil uh, some of that pan's labyrinth like penchant for really weird monster designs and like really Oh, awkward yeah. childhood situations ends up making it in, then that'll be great. And you know, I love yeah. his monsters. Hideo Kojima makes Metal Gear Solid games. He's old. He's tired of doing it. It's about time he did something new. And to me, Silent Hill sounds like an incredible matchup because, um, you know, you got like some weird, mentally horrifying psychological drama next mm. to like this uh, absurdist Japanese slant on all of it that makes it even more scary. And that's like exactly what he's been making his whole life and, <laughs> yeah. and like even it's, snatcher and shares the same qualities with metal gear and i still want to play awesome not someday right it's interesting to see things like this like kojima and del toro working on a game especially in as big an ip as silent hill and then also they <laughs> didn't they announce uh like a, a character that's going to be like visually and audioly played by Norman Reedus. Who's Norman Reedus? He is Walking the guy, guy from The Walking Dead. He's right. from the Boondock Saints. He's one of the brothers in the Boondock Saints, which is no. probably that's where I know him from. But no. Walking Dead is where he got super duper famous. But like that right there, coupled with Kojima and Del Toro, kind of makes me a little nervous. I'm yeah. not going to play this game I, because I, I'm a wimp, and like the only <laughs> horror game that I've ever enjoyed was Amnesia. Like, I didn't like fear. I didn't like anything. I, Silent Hill will scare the shit out of me, and I just won't sleep for weeks, so I'm just not going to play it. But And Silent like, Hills will just pluralize the effect. <laughs> I won't sleep for weeks. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> 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 so 
sorry. Um, the, the, like, when I first saw the teaser, I was like, that's not gameplay footage, is it? And then I look at the, like, demo or whatever, and it is game. It's beautiful. Like, it's so pretty. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it really good. And it's, it's funny because um, he actually wanted it to throw everyone off and look like a shitty indie game he didn't say yeah. exactly those words but That's kind his, of what uh, he said his tweet says pt keep in mind he does not natively speak english pt were meant to look like indies title <laughs> god damn it indies title with less graphic sound quality and control functionality and then he throws less in a jab it's even 30 frames per second. Damn. I'm going to use the term less graphics to describe <laughs> yeah. something in the picture. Less graphics on, on lo- Indies titles. <laughs> even 30 frames per second. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm guessing that when it actually comes out, it'll play more like a traditional Silent Hill game. But even then, like the demo PT has some some very high fidelity assets in it. And uh, as yeah. it turns out, that's because it's Fox Engine, that same... Well, they're aiming for... I don't know. Everyone says that uh, when they're making some high-tech new graphics engine, they're aiming for photorealism. But yeah, um, right. a lot of the stuff you see happening on Fox uh, Engine on well, Ground Zero is Phantom Pain. I think that may also play closer. into the heavy use of uh, depth of field there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, and that live diffusion definitely requires a lot of processing power. And, and, but it, it looks really good. And, and that helps, because when you blur things, you kind of don't notice the imperfections. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Norman Reedus, though. I don't know who that is i play video games what's a norman reedus i feel like that's the one element who is in he here in walking that... dead uh he's like the main he's like one of the main 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 characters isn't he i don't watch the, the walking guy? dead uh let me pull it up i don't know uh, I, best I, known for his portrayal of daryl dixon in the te- television series the walking dead what's what's a daryl dixon i i don't know i don't watch the thing oh my. go watch the boondock saints he's Satch one of the knows. brothers in the boondock saints that's where i know him and i think i think that's where like 99 percent of people knew him before yeah, yeah. he was in the walking dead yeah. i don't know him from anything else apparently he's in blade 2 so I can maybe see that. that's more your speed um, i like blade 2 so it's a know. good movie. Yeah, like, like, if it's just his name and face, I guess no big deal. But the fact that they advertise him so much makes me feel like it might be kind of a bit of a corporate meddling, um, trying to shove a famous actor into a market well, who don't, who doesn't know that actor. I mean, I think it's kind of. I think it looks to be along the same lines as Kevin Spacey in Advanced yeah. Warfare. Which it's like a, no one's really like complaining a, about it. Just um, well, right. okay, because Kevin Spacey, I think he like fits, but like. It's just like a, it looks like a thing that might be like there may be a downplay on the game itself at certain parts because they want to be like, hey, remember the fact that we made this guy who looks a lot like Norman Reedus and his voice is Norman Reedus? Like, look at him. Look at him real quick. And like, then it's like going to take away the, from the like not Ellen Page in Last of Us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that, where it's like, huh. I don't know. I, I feel like there could be a conflict there between the game being good and like them wanting you to show think, you their Norman Reedus. Th- wait, think, thinking at a high level, do you think that there's like a technical give and take, like a direct pull, but the, like a direct link between using an actor people are familiar with from other mediums and working on mechanics? Um, like, how like I'm, I'm so? having, I'm having a hard time making the connection because it almost seems like the team that makes that decision like a marketing decision the team that makes a mechanical decision never really talk with each other well yeah i wouldn't um, even really care because silent hills always had terrible voice acting anyway. <laughs> but that's a good but, thing for horror it makes it weirder <laughs> I, I don't know so. i'm trying to i'm trying to think of a game that that did something like this it wasn't it wouldn't be with an actor i forgot there was a game where like they did like this neat thing and they were trying to like advertise like we have this really cool system that shows off all these things and then like at parts they would just like like make you stop playing the game to show you that thing and like remind you like hey we did this we did this remember you bought because of this just look at it we did this we made it we spent money on it and so i don't know the answer to your question maybe they don't talk at all maybe it won't be a thing but i'm saying that opens up the possibility for that to happen and that's kind of annoying but like i said i'm not going to play it anyway too scared (laughs) well i i think this is hands down the best thing to happen to the series in a long while because the last thing to happen to the series was book of memories a uh, <laughs> multiplayer dungeon crawler on portables made by uh-huh. way forward believe it or not 
Oh, and wow. like over the past few years, they've just been um, kind of trying to think that Western developers can do Silent Hill right because it's like set in America. It's supposed to be like a uh, kind of American slant on Japanese survival horror. But that was the reason why the first four games were so unsettling was because it it was kind of an alien look at a familiar environment because it was mm, gone through that Japanese cultural so. lens. And now they're going back to it, which I think is a good thing. And they've got um one of the best guys in the business who seems to have been itching to work on something other than his usual projects for years. I'm uh, it's hard not to get hyped for this thing. You guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you put excited. it like that. What's that? Wait, what? <laughs> I just said, I just said, well, when you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. Speaking of, of Kojima and Metal Gear Solid and getting hyped for things, um, mm. Metal Gear Solid 5 is coming to PC. Ooh. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if I want a PS4 anymore. Maybe if Silent Hills is like an exclusive thing. I guess Bloodborne as well. But, but you know, now I can hold it back on it for a little bit longer because it's still I, I have $400. A question. Um, yes. I'm, I'm fairly new to the Metal Gear series. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I played the first half of Metal Gear Solid when it came out for the PS1. Um, since then, I haven't really paid much attention to it. Uh with the exception of Revengeance, which is like sort of like, as far as I know, like with regards to lore, it's like an offshoot. It's not really a part. Yeah, of, yeah, right? kind of, like, kind of is. Is it? Can I just jump in here? I don't know. I don't think it would be a good idea. You might like, not know. Would what I the be hell's... completely lost, or do they give some kind of contextual I, building? They contextual might building. like give you in Ground Zeroes. They just give you like a little text blur before the beginning, and then like even the mainline ones in Peace Walker, they give you a little bit of a text blurb in the beginning of that game about what happened. But what happened before is extremely complicated. Like this is a sequel to previous prequel games, which we're using material in sequel games to build up the the setup for the prequel games that happen later on. Mm. I'm really okay. afraid of that, actually. Um, I'm wondering how these things still sell so well when the story is so grounded in what previously happened. But yeah, like huh. I remember when I was a kid, I actually played through Metal Gear Solid 2 the first time, mm. and I didn't know what the hell was going on in that one. I can't imagine what it's like playing <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5 because... Uh, the, the complexity of this canon just keeps building and building and building and getting more ridiculous every time. So <laughs> okay. it's going to be hard to know what's going on and it's going to be hard. Sounds to like Kingdom like... Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of expect I... that with video game franchises. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is when like not even very long ago, I'd say maybe even just like a year ago, I was under the impression that Metal Gear Solid was this very like uptight serious like military realism right thing. I mean, that's my impression yeah, kind of, of it. is it not kind of no it, it, I, like no no, no it, it's it, not it, it, don't it, even it, try and say that it is <laughs> okay there is there I, is like i thought it, yeah, like, i thought it was the kind of game like i pour a glass of wine and play right. you have your your two fingers of yes, scotch no, neat and you but like <laughs> Dude, the thing not- is Okay, like George. I thought it was like a, a pure, pure, pure realism, like like army, but like it was the respected one as opposed to like Call of Duty or anything. But then like I saw things from the games and I was like, this is goofy as heck. No, like, oh my where god, did this shit oh my come god, from? it is a very specific. <laughs> oh, Jesus story. Christ, like, play it, like because it does. No, 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 that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I'm just saying it it's so both. weird. It's so weird that if you don't play the game. It's very easy to be under the impression that it's just like a military shooter. Exactly. It, it does then, the Spec Ops bait and switch thing where it yeah. um, it uses like the stories set up with realism. They they yeah. convey a realistic tone and then supernatural shit starts happening and, yeah. and it uses that oh. to kind of disarm you into telling a really gamey, silly video game story. Like that one but psycho That's really guy all that it can around. do. Like no one takes the storyline in Call of Duty seriously, but you can right. take the storyline in Metal Gear seriously when they kind of um know your expectations and then knowingly subvert them. Okay, yeah. I didn't know it got supernatural. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It, it gets it gets super weird. Metal Gear Solid is extremely supernatural. <laughs> there are ghosts and shit. Like that's not even a spoiler. That's the first game. Well, and, and there's that one psycho guy that like floats around the room and like <laughs> goes yeah, to the wall and, and, and he shit. asks you to turn off your console and plug it into different computers. And it's yeah. I love oh, the way he breaks the fourth wall. It's beautiful. I mean, George, realistically, <laughs> there's ghosts in Call of Duty as well. 
Oh, but but th those don't count because they're not supernatural, <laughs> floating, transparent specters of the dead. Hey, man, they're still ghosts. It says it on the box. Did any, sorry, did anyone else actually play Call of Duty Ghosts? No. no. There's this conversation where two characters are holding each other by the soldiers, screaming at each other's faces, saying, you're not a ghost. The other one's like, you don't even know what a ghost is. And then the <laughs> other one, like, sh just shocked facial expression. They're so offended about what a ghost is they don't even know what ghosts are they and don't even know <laughs> what ghosts are uh speaking of ghosts and supernatural shit <laughs> um, i want to hear the segue <laughs> so so uh, uh go for a, it a a bestiary of supernatural creatures are available uh, for the player's destruction in an upcoming <laughs> ps4 title by the name of bloodborne good one you are yeah, well yeah. classy no, I'm not. I, I feel horrible. Um, but okay, I'm I'm really digging digging this Bloodborne. Anyone else? Anyone else see the new Bloodborne trailer? Yes. Uh, I saw yes, the E3. Well, I saw the the E3 trailer. Well, the E3 trailer, trailer is different from the Gamescom trailer. Okay, I did not see the new trailer. Mm, mm. Those jacket physics, mm. though. Mm. Oh, so so Satchel's so seen delicious. it. Yes, sir. How about Jordan? Yes. I I, yes. I dig it. Do you guys dig it? <laughs> I dig I'm it. I'm so excited for it. I okay. I think this style works extremely well for for from FromSoft's lineup. Well, and like um, like with how mm. gothic Dark Souls was, mm -hmm. this is like taking, and this is like legit gothic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like extremely gothic. It looks taking beautiful. it literally. Um, mm. it's it's got this kind of Victorian Europe setup. The streets are made out of cobblestones. You can see pointy cathedrals, maybe like a factory or two. I don't think there's actually a factory in the. In the trailer, but it looks like it would fit right in with like smoky um, steampunk industrial horror, like what you saw in Amnesia: Machine for Pigs. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching the trailer right now. It and looks I was very like, Dracula. -esque. Yeah, it, it feels exactly like a Machine for Pigs vibe, only with more people around, and looks like it's gonna be a better game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, you uh, have combat and stuff. There's a shotgun. <laughs> that's that's oh. interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think that's Which a good think, idea for them. Right, oh, I could imagine damn. I could imagine like a super short range like DMC shotgun working extremely well with the Dark Souls uh controller scheme. Well, you're following something up with Dark I mean you're following Dark Souls up, yeah, you want to like make yeah. it as different from Dark Souls as possible, so. While also still uh <laughs> retaining what people liked about it. Oh, of course, yeah. And right. I see all of that happening here. Like the style Damn. fits so well. Like they've got a um, an Edgar Allan Poe motif in the previous games, where it's like haunted uh, medieval terror, and here it's like the actual setting that that guy would be writing in, kind of twisted around like more more of a Dracula kind of thing. But uh, mm -hmm. it still you, looks scary. Would you call it a potif? A potif. Um, oh, yeah, that actually I'm sounds like a you. great name for some kind of lacy white headwear piece but um <laughs> sure sure that, that, that that'll make the the headlines great you know okay, what so you know what it looks like to me mm -hmm. it looks well, like amnesia I mean, no, meets <laughs> castlevania yeah, yeah which makes like, perfect sense because dark souls and demon souls are like 3d castlevania games yes. yeah pretty much i think it's, it works really well I just watched the trailer silently in the background when you guys were talking, and it actually looks really dang cool. And you know, it's got like right. almost like a Van Halen, not Van Halen, mm, Van Halen. Van Helsing. Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like a good Van Halen song, you know? No, it almost has like a Van Helsing vibe, but like not too much. It still looks like it's its own thing. I don't know. Something you, you interesting. Should, you should watch it again during the break, but with sound effects on because uh, they're I very meaty. They're very, they're very juicy. You hear a lot of, yeah, lot no. of wet dripping noises when those swords are are slashing around. It sounds very satisfying. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of good sound design. I, I was quietly listening to it, and it quietly sounded good. Okay. All right. So um, next up, we got more. We got more news topics of the past two weeks to cover after after these messages. The world of flesh of life, cherish life and never waste. Everyone loves a sunshiny day. We're gonna keep it that way. Cause clean is better than dirty, and dirty's meaner than clean. Let's all lend a helping hand, Mario can't do it alone. He'll spray his water to fly around, and clean the sludge that's on the ground. Cause clean is better than dirty, and dirty's meaner than clean. Super Mario Sunshine, only for Nintendo GameCube. Waiting for everyone. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. We are talking about PlayStation Now and um, about the prices of the games on there. Actually, Please. yeah. 
PlayStation Now, more like never. More like PlayStation Nope. Oh, okay. Anyways, I made I made a big um like paranoid hellfire and brimstone rant video about this today. But PlayStation Now is a game streaming a game streaming rental service. Oh God. I I, yeah. I I can't even like say that without feeling like a layer of grease in my throat. Um, yeah. it's a game streaming rental service where users yeah. pay by the hour. Um, there's oh, an hourly right. option on there, a four hour option for um three dollars. I think is what it is right now. It used to be four dollars. They're adjusting the prices because they're calling it a beta, and um. I mean, people are laughing at that. I guess it kind of makes sense in the context of, like, a party game. You're not going to be playing a lot. They have a uh, weekly rental, which is about 6 or $7 or so, which mm. doesn't sound unreasonable because that's about how much a Blockbuster rental was back in the day. Mm-hmm. And they also have $30 and 90-day options, which um, that's where it starts to get silly because yeah. that's about how much time you would spend buying the game at retail, and the prices are comparable. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah I, I was looking yeah. over the price chart uh, that you put up in your video, which I like that video a lot, by the way. But um, there, some people the, don't. Well, yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen when yeah. you have a rather ext- not not extreme, but when you have a rather like adamant opinion Cause, cause on, do. on one like, side. This stuff yeah, you do. Really, yeah, obviously. Does, like, I I understand that it sounds like um, I'm freaking out over nothing, and I know that. It just really does kind of scare the shit out of me on, on one of my lower priority levels. Like, yeah. you know, I care more about, like, war and stuff, but this is a, a thing that does scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I was looking over one, one of the price things, and I forgot which game it was, but it was, like, a smaller indie game. I think it was Terraria. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the price of renting it for 90 days was more <laughs> than just buying the game. And that's the case with huh. most of them. Like it was weird. It was like twenty five dollars full game, thirty dollars for ninety days. Like why wouldn't like why wouldn't you yeah. just buy the game? Like why and just include the option? get store credit for selling it back later? Well, the yeah. reason why is because you could not run that on your PlayStation Four unless you rented it. That's the kicker. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like a premium for not having a console. Yeah, I, I got a new TV and I realized it had that on there. I thought that was kind of cool. PlayStation it's- TV. No, it was just like a Sony TV. It was just a regular Sony TV. I got it on sale at, at uh, Sears. And like, because they're starting up this PlayStation, PlayStation TV. On it. Yeah, like the, I, I think that might be it. Because um, they're starting this PlayStation TV program. Well, they'll have the streaming hardware built into the TV, so you could yeah. um, just kind of like point your controller at the TV and start playing. Well, now these that, games. They, now that I think about it, I don't know if if I didn't have a console, I would think that's semi cool. <laughs> Now that I think about it, like I, before, like I was, I guess I was looking at it from the perspective of a gamer, someone who's constantly thinking about game prices and like, like hours investment and stuff. And like, mm. and I own a PS3, so that also like sucked away like a lot of the interest. But now that it's sort of, and I see it's sort of like this, like no strings attached, like you don't have a console, get your feet wet and playing these really interesting games. It's like a little different. Well, I but think can, can you do it without a console? I thought you mm-hmm. have to have your PS4, and right, that's like where you get the service from. Right now, it is um, PlayStation Four, but soon enough, yeah. it'll be PlayStation Three and PS TV and yeah. PS Vita. They're going to roll out versions My TV alone is capable those. of streaming it. I just need a PS3 controller. Interesting. Um, and that, like, with that kind of thing, I can see that being like all right. That's a cool gateway if, drug for people who are like, uh, eh, yeah, I heard about Uncharted. It kind of looks like a movie. I wonder what that's like, you know? Never and thought I'd hear the weird, the words that's a cool gateway drug, but it, I stand I, corrected. <laughs> I, there are a lot of you. situations where it could be cool, and I think what what is important is that um, publishers, developers, and console manufacturers need to like seriously not get addicted to this gateway drug here because i do not doubt that like after seeing this playstation now beta launch like bobby kotick probably went to bed curled his feet up and 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 rubbed his fists together so excited imagining what it would be like to release a game exclusively on this streaming platform oh, and that's that's what scares the shit out of me because then when you have literally no other way of playing a game besides watching a video of yourself playing that game on their hardware, they're mm. like gonna be in control of that experience forever. You have no hard yeah. copy. You can't back it up for for historical purposes. And right, I uh, really hate the idea of um, 
of future generations not being able to replay through games if that does indeed become the case. Because mm-hmm. right now we live in the internet age. Like it's possible to make cop copies and backups and cracks of almost anything and that stuff is like super unofficial and it throws the traditional rules of economics out the window but that's why it's so great yeah because you can download like um way back earlier in the bunny hop days i downloaded an emulator of um tennis for two Hmm? like the very first (laughs) video game ever that ran on a little navy ship oscilloscope right and without um user access to the files that the games are made out of you can't really know what you need to know to build an emulator of this stuff if it goes away yeah of course exclusive things have always bothered me like it used to bother me that i could only play fez on xbox live Mm -hmm. but like and that's that's one of the reasons i don't like consoles at all oh you can't play offline really no no it was well no, no no it was just that you that was the only way you could get it is if you had connected internet it to your Xbox. It was exclusive to to Xbox yeah. at the time. That was before oh, it got. Okay, right, right, right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Like I I have heavy doubts um that streaming will like catch on enough to become the mainstream default way to play games, but mm. I do not doubt that there are people who would love to see that happen. Yeah. And um that they're going to try like fairly yeah, soon. And that's oh god, I'm crossing my fingers that it'll fail. Like they tried to uh shoehorn gold subscriptions into games for windows live on pc and that failed and they tried to have SimCity be a single player game with always online drm and that failed and ubisoft tried to do online always online drm with their single player games and that failed and i'm crossing my fingers that when they try this <laughs> i really fails. hope it fails yeah, i really I'm hope right it does yeah i don't know speaking <laughs> of streaming though Speaking of <laughs> streaming, uh, I don't know, Jimmy. You actually know more about this one than I do. Do you wanna do you wanna introduce us into this topic? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm I'm a big Twitch person. I like to watch a lot of speedrunners and just people who stream games in general. But uh, last week, Twitch implemented the first of well, I, what we're all assuming is their 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 like partnership thing with with YouTube their buyout i think that's what this stems from i think that makes a lot of sense but it's a lot of these new features they kind of just like dumped them onto twitch all at once and made them live you think right when they announced them do you think this has anything to do with the rumored google buyout i i i mean like to me it makes a lot of sense the only thing that that wouldn't make sense oh first okay let me explain what the features are first okay um backed up like backups and highlights and previous broadcasts uh past the i believe it's three weeks or two weeks uh are now being deleted automatically and so unless you highlight these and send them to a youtube account or download them they're just going to go away forever and this one is the one that i do understand because or that yeah. i like I, I support that's a lot because, of bandwidth and storage yeah seriously it's different twitch when you're was, independent <laughs> right well, twitch independent was saying something like it it was like petabytes of information yeah just unused sitting on their on their servers just like Hours and hours and hours of high definition video just unwatched because <laughs> right. nobody's gonna watch just, like a six hour know, past broadcast. Like kid, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> at, at, like uh, I don't know. Like the the horrible objectivist industrialist in me wants to say, well, how does Google do it? Why can't they just compete and make a better product? Like yeah. why? I, I, I don't know. You wait. You're comparing oh, Google. Oh. To Twitch? Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's a fair <laughs> comparison, but I'm playing devil's advocate here and being a kind of sort of Andrew Ryan figure. Well, so, like, okay, think of it this way. If these if these video on demand, if these, like, past broadcasts and stuff were, were getting, like, 10 to 20 to 50,000 views on average, then I could see, like, oh, people are using this feature. Let's leave it in for all the people right. using this and feature. And it might even be able to fund itself because they could put ad revenue into that. Right. I mean, they do put ad revenue on VODs. Like, you do you do see ads before every video on demand you watch on Twitch. But the thing is, is they're getting rid of stuff like, like 8 to 10 hour full recordings of the last broadcast that, you know, whatever speedrunner or whatever League of Legends player did, where it's just them sitting there playing the game for 10 hours straight. Right. Like, nobody's watching that whole thing. I guarantee you, I guarantee you there's maybe like one guy who is like, oh, I missed the stream last night. And then you watch the whole thing. But like it, they're, like even the yeah. big ones aren't getting like even a thousand views. Like Cosmo Wright, who is like one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, at, at least as far as the speedrunning community goes, his VODs get maybe like two to 3,000 views max. Right. Which is like, like I'm a tiny YouTuber and most of my videos have two to 3,000 views. Like, 
So I don't know. I think in perspective, I think that one makes sense. But there are other things that they added which are not as fantastic. Um, mm. The other one mm-hmm. is that video on demand mm-hmm. videos are using a now like a content ID system, like yeah. the one that YouTube uses, yeah. and they're using uh, is it is it Audible Magic or Audio Magic? I it, forgot what the some, system is called. Something with a horribly sarcastic name. Yeah, it's right. Magic. It's the it's the, actually the same one that YouTube used to use, as far as I know, but mm-hmm. YouTube since changed. Um, which is why I think that this might not be with their YouTube partner thing because they're using somebody that YouTube doesn't use. But uh, what it does is essentially it scans all the past broadcasts and video on demand. And if there's any sort of copyrighted music or copyrighted co- like audio content in there, it mutes a 30 minute section of the video around that. Yeah. Like copyright. My, my which videos did sucks. that. Yeah. I went to create highlights and I saw that it did that. And the thing is, I'm, I'm not even using copyrighted music. Right. But I have a, uh, for people who don't know, I have a, a soundboard and I play sound effects whether I do something good or do something stupid. And mm. one of my victory ones is the sample of Turn Down for What by Lil Jon. So right. <laughs> every time I hit that button, uh, the 30 minutes around me hitting that button gets muted. Be, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which sucks. I mean, at least in your case, that's like and it makes a sense. copyright appropriate one. That makes total sense. The moment I, like, I saw it, I was like, I know why. That's just. Yeah. It's just, right. you know. It, it sucks, but like, and like nobody's like watching your video because they're like, man, I really want to listen to some Little John right now. And then they like right. open up Satch's six hour VOD from his stream last night and then like scan through for the time where he hits that button. But realistically, it works with the copyright thing. However, a lot of people's videos had been getting muted on false positives, which I, I say false positives because it's been confirmed recently that they are false positives like a lot of the ocarina of time speedrunners have been getting mutes on their videos for ocarina of time music which doesn't make any sense because obviously this this system shouldn't be muting video game music right because i mean it's a site where you play video games so like right it wouldn't make sense to because you'd be muting every single vod and then there are that. hairier technicalities like if you were right. streaming uh grand theft auto 3 where there is right. like R-I-A-A kind of like red flaggy music in the car when I mean, it's the yeah. radio. Yeah, and that like that is kind of where a lot of the controversy, controversy spawned because they launched all these things right when they announced them. And so a lot of people, like I said, like Cosmo Wright, uh, ZFG, people who speedrun Ocarina of Time, they got muted immediately. Like all, all of their highlights and VODs got like a muted section right. and people were kind of in an outrage. Last night, actually, I was watching Cosmo stream for the first time on Twitch since these updates because he had kind of like thrown a little fit and said he was going to Hitbox and he was going to try that out. And then I guess he kind of just took a week to cool down and like think and he's been in contact with some Twitch people who have been saying that all the mute, like a lot of the muting has been system error and false positives, meaning that Twitch is like they're trying to rectify all these issues and make this an actual like a system that works instead of a system that just fucks over so, all the Twitch right. streamers. So you mean an automated content ID <laughs> matching program was yeah, having technical yeah. faults? Yeah. What? <laughs> Right. I remember last time I was on the podcast, we were talking about like if Google buys Twitch, mm-hmm. and I was talking about this. I was like, "This is gonna happen on Twitch. Like that ugly content ID system is gonna rear its ugly face, and it's yeah. gonna piss me off." And yeah, it's well, to, happening. To be fair, I imagine they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I mean, especially with the more more attention they've been getting, either through rumors of partnership with Google, their coverage on BBC, things like that. A lot of people tuning in, like even though there's a lot of people tuning in already. Um, right. It's important that they have some kind of accountability for people who might be abusing that. You have a whole bunch of yeah. mods and streamers who are taking copyrighted music and have to put it up there. So they definitely have to do something, even if it means that it feels like a beta. I don't think that that excuses the things that have been done, but it's right. It's complicated, right? Right. That, see, and that's where I was on day one. And the longer that it's gone, I'm like more happy that I just took that stance because like... It's not like we shouldn't really be blaming Twitch. We should be blaming these like absolutely ridiculous and outdated copyright laws that are like, like, I don't know. We're in a new age. The the internet and streaming and online video is not the music industry, and it's not. We're just waiting for someone to care too. To like, like anybody who's like in a position to do anything isn't doing anything, and the rest of us aren't in a position to do anything. And there's all these sort of like mediocre and bad laws and old laws that need to be updated for what 
like the system is today. Yeah. And because of those kind of laws, people like YouTube and Twitch need to put these, you know, content what's, ID what's stuff in the that, way so that they're not accountable. I'm sorry. What, what's interesting is that, and maybe this is something that came up in one of their meetings, but the way mm-hmm. that YouTube sort of handled content ID out the gate was that, I mean, there was no muting. Like instead right. what they would do is they tag your video, like right by the description, the songs playing in this video are X and Y. You can buy them on iTunes, Amazon, whatever, stream them on right, Spotify. Right. Like if something like that came out right out of the gate, I wonder if that could be a debatable means of rolling things out because Twitch is historically familiar with rolling things out and giving people an option to opt in and out of things at least a mm-hmm. month before it goes into like like uh like changes to the UI, the new chat, right, right. like all of these new like major features that they rolled out, you had an option. Mm-hmm. For the longest time we had an option between viewing between the old and the new layout for things. Like I think that was like a yeah. year ago. Mhm. Yeah, I I like it is my hope that they'll implement something like that. I saw a lot of, of the bigger streamers talking about things like do a sort of like now playing thing where like it will scan your VODs and then like put appropriate tags to appropriate music where the music is being played in your VOD and just have like a purchase link to it and like right. let the VOD be played but like also have links that, that kind of even and out, which I think is a better way to handle it, but I mean, you get more money whether versus or not, no money because it's muted. Right. Whether or not that works for us is like, I'm sure there's miles of red tape that they have to be climbing over and under to like just get to where they are now. So right. I don't know. I'm hoping it improves and it looks like Twitch is just <laughs> trying their best to work with people to make it improve, which is a good thing. I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, there was um one game that was released about seven years ago that depicted a society that had no red tape. <laughs> Okay. And it was Bioshock. <laughs> which um, was just... It was just recently... Yo, I love you so much. You don't understand. <laughs> That's because I'm so good at saying that Bioshock 1 was recently announced for iPhone and iPad. Um, They have not given an official release date, to the best of my knowledge at least. This is kind of an old story, so maybe something's changed since then. Mm. But um, Bioshock 1's coming out for phones, and I guess when I saw that I was like, wow, I uh, <laughs> I feel really old. Yeah. Wait, how long has it Bioshock been? 1, it's yeah, been they're, seven they're years. Kind of late. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been yeah, seven years since up. this game has been out, and it does not look or feel like it really. Like, no. I'm playing through it right now, it still looks good. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. A seven-year-old game still looks good for its time i thought it was like breathtaking even then i mean but even even now now, it's still still, like everything is so shiny and wet like there's some really good bump mapping going on in the game a great sense of texture to like every single surface you see and Mm -hmm. and the lighting like still manages to do some really cool um refactions and rays with how it um shoots through the glass and the water behind it with like fishes causing god i I don't know but it's still you can put that on a phone now? Like, what the hell? Right, yeah. So, like, you shouldn't be Crazy. allowed to. That's That That makes me too <laughs> uncomfortable to be legal. Um, uh, and, and also, like, the thought that there are new people who are going to play Bioshock for the first time on on their phone, it, yeah. it makes me a little... Makes me that, a little depressed. That That is one thing where I'll definitely agree, because I, I haven't played Bioshock. I have not had the chance to be able to play it, but... I I understand that a lot of people love the game for what it is and I look I look at it in some way where like what's a game that I really like along those lines now let's try let's put that on an iPhone or an iPad and and have somebody play through that how would I feel about that and I don't feel good about it I don't like but, I don't want like, somebody to experience not... these weird clunky <laughs> like I interface touch controls when you should just be using a controller and playing on a TV screen. It, it, how, like, how, game, many, how many operations are there that they need to translate to a touch interface? I'm curious to know. A shitload. Right? Doesn't it feel <laughs> that like, way? Though, though, to be fair, switching... I'm going to say Vigors. I forget what it is then. Um, it's uh, Plasmids what is it? Plasmids. Yeah, Plasmids yeah. will be easier. Plasmids. Swiping would be kind of nice. I'm I'm, it, I'm not defending in no capacity. Am I in no capacity? Am I defending uh. this port? But if I could just <laughs> swipe for changing plasmids, pretty dope. Just saying, dr- mic drop. That's it. But, but I, I oh. well, I just you like, can't right do an click. FPS on the touch screen. It's, are, are there yeah, popular FPSs on? I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I've never isn't, given it a isn't chance. Is Resident Evil Four on iPhone or? Is it? I know that screen is too damn small to really take in Rapture. That kills me. The iPhone. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like iPad, all right, but 
Bioshock yeah. is a game that you would pour a glass of wine and, and put <laughs> right. on the headphones and turn right. off your phone for. It's it's immersive. Like I'm replaying mm. through it now. It's it's got extremely great audio. Like these incredible reverb effects. That's that true. Are gonna sound like nothing but a a singular tin hum if you yeah. play it without headphones on a phone. But George, yeah. how mm. am I supposed to turn off my phone if the game is on the phone? Uh, it'll That's probably right. I mean, you don't have to sit really through bad, the monumental too. decision of the implications behind if you're going to save or sacrifice a little sister, <laughs> and then right up from the top of your screen comes a push notification from Skype saying, "Yo, check out this gift." Like, uh, kind of ruins it. <laughs> is that a is that a subtle roast of me? What? No. What? <laughs> No, your you gifts the, are beautiful. The, the, sending you the gif of the Pirates of the Caribbean guy full, walking full through disclaimer, the Full disclaimer, the last thing Jimmy sent me was not a cool gif. It was a 10-hour long video of, <laughs> of Zora's domain looping. Hey, it was Zora's domain, though. Yeah, I actually <laughs> kept it up for like an hour and a half, and uh, I didn't I even notice. To, I, I kid you not, I listened to it for four hours and 45 minutes yesterday. <laughs> In a row, uninterrupted. But that song, like, it's so, it is the perfect background music, because you literally only hear it when you want to, Mm -hmm. and, um, (laughs) but it's still noise to keep you focused on whatever you need to do. Yeah, it's fantastic. In the last, in the last years of college, I actually did do a full 10-hour Zora's Domain background music run while studying (laughs) for finals, and, uh, it wasn't even that hard to do. <laughs> so good. I think Satchel, you're like you're like Satchel's a little girl tonight. <laughs> I think Satchel just found the GIF I linked in the in the Skype chat. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 I want to see. He's what been sending me that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh, guys. All right, uh, it's a GIF of Pirates of the Caribbean three when the two ships turn around and they attack the bad guy ship and he's like how could this have happened and then he's just walking down the staircase oh, and the yeah, ship is exploding around yeah, him the but viewers. it loops so well it loops so well so the listeners can hear how great it loops <laughs> <laughs> alright alright I'm sorry All right, I, and I got nothing for this next one I'm just gonna say it Unreal uh-huh. Tournament 4 they released a public build for it it's not shit George, it's unreal how amazing this GIF oh my god! Speaking please, of please unreal, stop. unreal tournament for. Okay, okay, Sorry. okay. Yeah, no. no, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a nice GIF. Mm-hmm. But um, That's, that, it was I find the segue. It's so weird that you yeah. guys call yeah. them GIFs. I've always called them GIFs. Oh um, fuck you! Let's not start this conversation now. Um. Okay. Did anyone else? Did anyone else play the Unreal Tournament Four release? I have not. Mm. Anyone? Uh, Satchel Jordan. I actually don't even know what Unreal Tournament is. What? <laughs> I have not. Wow. I used to play in high school. We threw it on all of our com- all of our school computers and had a massive land. Yeah, that was it how was you awesome. settled arguments from like year 1999 <laughs> to 2005. You loaded Wait, up so this Unreal is Tournament. An, this is an down. online game. Yeah, it's a multiplayer arena shooter that um, it's a lot like Quake, but a good deal goofier in a weird yeah. way. While still, Unreal is one of those like old fast shooters. Oh, it's so fun. And mm. the new one feels like it. Like, Unreal Tournament 3 kind of slowed things down. Although I really liked the black version they released. Wait, that doesn't sound right. They re-released <laughs> a Game of the Year version called Unreal Tournament 3 Black. It was really good, but it was mm. kind of, like, too little too late because they fudged the original release. But um, this one I, feels good. I think I good. played 3. I think I played 3, and I think I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it depends on, like, what year you played 3 because right, it right. was, like, that sort of situation. But I played mm-hmm. the shit out of 3 after they um, re-released it. <laughs> But um, this one like still has tiny ass player models zigzagging, zigging, zip, zip, zooping around the map, <laughs> left and right, up and down. You don't know which way they're gonna go because they move so fast. The guns move extremely slow. They have the bio gun in there. Everyone's least favorite Unreal Tournament weapon is still there. They're like, you're gonna mm-hmm. deal with it, and I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting to see them release this because they just announced it like literally two weeks ago, and it looks like something that they did throw together in two weeks. Oh, great! <laughs> like they literally are taking this open source development thing seriously because this um i i could send you guys screenshots of it but instead i'll um describe it to the viewers (laughs) like the map is the maps there are three of them you walk through portals to teleport to them to connect to servers there's no server browser interface yet it's all um gray checker pattern uh placeholder textures right now a lot of the assets are um carried over from unreal tournament 3 there are a couple new ones in there too 
mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily like with these assets it doesn't look like anything that's next gen mm-hmm. but um it still has an incredibly gaudy lens flare effect oh yeah because <laughs> we all know flares. that next gen means lens flares yeah man and i left my I, I left my ass off when i saw that like they literally did this before before making the levels and in, in weapon models. They made the lens oh, flare effects. Yeah, they made sure that the that it just had that that anime quality of, of it, before they. Yeah, it looks like um, it kind of got the battlefield thing going on where when you uh-huh. look at a light source at an angle, they um fade in an overlay texture of like uh dirty glass on your screen oh, yeah. uh, okay so nice. so it might get a little annoying but i guess that ultimately depends on the placement of light sources on a map uh hmm. but i guess my faith in this game has been kind of restored a little bit because i kind of like seeing that they're already um putting their foot down for it literally being an open source development mm-hmm. by dropping something as soon as they had something playable right um because I, I was That's... I was a little apprehensive. They're doing something kind of risky with the development of the new Unreal Tournament. Yeah, they're doing something really different. But mm-hmm. I mean, if if it's already if there's already a playable thing where people can already give feedback and they can already see like what people want now, like all like right from the get go. I mean, that's kind of it seems like a good thing generally. Like, yeah, might... it, it, uh, they released it in good faith. Like I'm, and, ho- I'm um, hopeful. I guess I'm hopeful it's, for this. It's not shit. <laughs> like I said, it's still <laughs> kind of fun. Like movements janky as hell, and it's like mm-hmm. extremely basic. But it still feels. I, I still had fun blasting away at tiny little two pixel tall player models zigzagging around. I mean, maybe I'll give it a try because I really. I think I mentioned this on like three other podcasts. I really, uh, I really like tribes and everything, and I think mm. Unreal Tournament is kind of similar. At least it, yeah. Unreal Tournament three was so. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just give uh, Unreal Tournament 4 a and try. Also, I like the idea that Unreal Tournament 4 just just exists. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. I was a little worried for a second there, because Unreal Tournament 3, also they're um, doing a PC development first, open source, totally embracing the mod community, because that's how they're going to monetize it. That's the weird thing. But I like mm. that they're not going for a blockbuster, multi-platform, cinematic, single-player campaign like they did with 3, because that's not what... That's not what uh, UT is all about, in my yeah. humble opinion. I mean, it's a tournament. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. It's unreal. a tournament that's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that about wraps wraps us up for the past mm-hmm. two weeks of major news topics. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, we're starting to run our time thin here, but it was <laughs> a lot of fun while it lasted. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else you wanna wanna throw in before we wrap up? Um, I maybe. <laughs> uh, well, if anything, I would definitely suggest. Uh, I know Mr. Jordan underneath here mm-hmm. has released his first video in quite a while, and it was a good video. He's been quiet, man. That. I want to check oh, that I'm out. Glad I you guys liked it. I, it. It was kind of like just a really quick thing I threw together because I wanted to fill the silence, but there's big stuff I'm working on too, so. Oh, <laughs> one snap. Thing, one thing I will say is that it's about <laughs> Slender, Marvel Hornets, and the Slenderman movie, and I will not lie in saying that I had to like avert my eyes a few times because there were a few times where you're just like, See, Marble Hornets is actually scary. I mean, look at this. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to turn away for a moment. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It, 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 no, it really is. Marble Hornets is horrifying and frightening, and it's very Oh, well my God. I got, I got this, like, fan art the other day, and someone drew that little lantern ghost on me as a shoulder angel, and I was, like, so wishing they had drawn Jump Scare Kirby as a shoulder oh demon. <laughs> just because... I love that oh was like, I think that was one of my favorite jokes from the video was when you referenced the Kirby video and said that wasn't even supposed to be a jump scare. <laughs> it wasn't. I had music building up to it and everything. Oh my Accidental God. jump scares are yeah, like the least lucky coincidence. Yeah, pretty <laughs> that much. sounds like the opposite of what anyone would want to make ever. Oh, it just made people mad. That that video has so many dislikes. On yeah, it. yeah, people were so mad. It's um, funny though. But anyway, yeah, go check that out. And I have a shovel knight video that I put out two weeks ago. I finally ago. watched it, Jimmy. Out. I really liked it actually. I saw your comment. I really, I oh, was I like happy that, that I you exist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you. And and Satchel puts out mixtape mondays go look at those they're good they have music in them i enjoy them <laughs> they, they help me write bunny hops yeah they help george Aww, write bunnies. Really? 
That's well, the last cool. two. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I just I love little extra shows like that. Like when you started putting them out, I was like, yes, Satch needs to do <laughs> things like this. They're just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. anyways, if uh, you, the listeners, have anything you want to add to the topics we've discussed today, then mm-hmm. uh, feel free to. Actually, right before I started, I saw a very interesting thread that I want to dive into next week about the temporary nature of products nowadays. Yeah, I saw that too. I was reading through it. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm really looking read. forward to diving into that because I literally did see it like right before we started because it is <laughs> yeah. it is brand new and I'm looking forward to writing, d- digging into it because there's like mm-hmm. also like 400 words to go through, but whatever. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Threads like that. If you have any more of them to make, please make them. Yeah. Go um, on to the TOBG forums because we want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, and- if you don't know how to get there, it's thatonevideogamer.com, and then click the forums tab. The site is still a little messed up right now, but we're getting there. We're getting there. It'll be back soon. And don't forget to rate us five stars and like like us on iTunes. Really, mm-hmm. it helps us a lot. We're, we're going to keep the dream alive on <laughs> iTunes and Libsyn while the website gets working on wor- mm-hmm. worked on. Mm-hmm. And um, until then, I guess uh, everyone should have a good week, a good safe week. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't uh, do LSD and drive. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. That's a bad thing. Go watch Jordan's videos and Satchel's and yeah, mine and George's. Don't, don't drive don't while you're do doing real that, though. LSD. Just, just play the game, LSD. And play Unreal Tournament. Four. Four. They're just calling it Unreal Tournament, so it's actually oh, really? kind of confusing it's right a, now. Oh, it's yeah, Unreal Tournament. One of those. One. One of those. I guess we have to call Unreal Tournament Unreal Tournament one now and just call Unreal Tournament Unreal Tournament. God, fuck, fuck, why? Anyways, <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have, a, have a good week. We bye, will see you guys bye. next week, and it will see be awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.